busting on this wild ride makes sense. It's literally why I am here, just to fuss with you. Question is, what are we going to do? We can be better, do better, and demand better, but that will take more than fussing. Yo, it's Nakatris, your homegirl. And yeah, Black Girl Part 1 was not enough. If you didn't listen, there is still time. Go ahead and do it. You probably could listen to Part 1 after you listen to Part 2. Don't go back and forth because then you mess around on listening to either one of them. And I don't want that for you. So if you haven't listened to Part 1, do it after you've listened to Part 2. Part 2 is simply the rest of our conversation. Which, of course, cannot start until we ground ourselves in the things that Dr. Angelou has shared with us. She offers, my work is to be honest. My work is to try to think clearly, then have the courage to make sure that what I say is the truth. So as we speak truth and figure out how to be truth, I know I strive to be honest and think clearly. But what is most important is that I think what I that. See, what is most important? I don't even know what's most important. What is most important is that I say what I think is true. And today, like any other day, I have a brief fuss, which may or may not be true, but truth is suggestive. Subjective, I'm sorry. I wonder, possibly, this is my truth, if we could say people's names. Nicatris. Nicatris. I don't think it's hard to say. Um, It has been my name since birth, though, so I do know I am biased in that space. But when I tell people, hi, I'm Nicotris, you would think if I tell people, hi, I'm Nicotris in places where people are speaking the same language as me at that moment, um, people are, you would act, you would think that I, they, they, they didn't understand even how I am or that an introduction was even happening. It's wild. Today, I went to the doctor and in the doctor's office, one of the doctor's office for maybe an hour. Four people did everything possible to not say my name. That's rude. When I walk up to the registration desk, um, they ask for my name. I say my last name. They're like, oh, okay. That's how long that pause was after they said, oh, okay. And then it was, now what's your first name? Because I can't say it. I'm a butcher it. I say Nicotris. See, I would have messed that up. And they still never said my name. They still never said, oh, Nicotris. They just never acknowledged me. That's rude. Next person, um, they're calling my name to call me back to the doctor. They're just like, Perkins. Really? Now, we get there. In my thoughts, you should then say, hey, how do I say your first name? Right? How do I say your first name so I can say it next time? That's not what happened. This person called me Perkins three more times during that visit because they needed to get my attention. Perkins, are you, is this your first time visiting the doctor? No. And why do you keep calling me Perkins? I have a whole first name that you're refusing to say. And then the last person made eye contact with me to call me in for lab work and literally looked at me and said, you coming with me, right? I don't know. Are you looking for Nicotris Perkins? (laughs) She said, yes, say people's names, Nicotris, no matter what somebody's name is, it's who they are It's part of their identity. And they deserve for you to say it. It's something that shows signs of respect, signs of visibility. I see you. I want to at least engage with you in this moment. So I say that to say Nicotris. I say that to say Paola Delise, which she introduced to you last time um, on part one to make sure she said her name for you. And also people's names are spelled with different Courtney, right? Courtney is with a C. Know you. This is just things that we need to figure out. I think it's important that we say people's names. I do want to take a slight moment to talk about 
um, being Afro-Latina because I think that that is another conversation that we don't have a lot. Mm. Um, so uh, I actually didn't have it a lot until I met you. It was always like a conversation I was having in my own head. <laughs> um, and I uh, met a young person who we were talking about identities and he said that he was mixed hair, mixed race. Mm-hmm. But on all his paperwork, it said that he was Mexican. And so I was so confused, but I didn't want to push back. I just was like, I don't know if you know what mixed men on the sheet. I just want to know if you're sure you're mixed. I don't, I'm not saying you're not just, ah, like whole foot in my mouth, but also didn't feel okay sending him off into the mixed group <laughs> because we were doing um, like racial fish bowls and affinity mm-hmm. groups. I wanted to make sure he knew the group that he had chosen. He was like, yeah, my mom's white and my dad's black. And I was like, oh, they put Mexican on everything. Yeah. My mom is white and my dad. <laughs> we are Mexican. My mom's white and my dad's black. Boom. You're mixed. Like, like you said. Boom. And then it's like, <laughs> Once again, you're problematic, right? And I don't actually think I was problematic. I was trying to ensure that he was in the right space and asking questions. And it was the first time I was like, oh, because every, because of how the slave trade worked, all countries have black people of all shades. And then so your nationality, your ethnicity is different, but that does not change colorism within those groups mm-hmm. and what it means. Um, went to Cuba recently and even the idea, the IDs say it. So IDs say white, mulatto, or black and I asked somebody about it they're like we're all Cuban but the person I asked was light skinned and then when I asked a dark skinned man he was like I'm black <laughs> the lady that said we all Cuban I mean look at her she white her. Okay. <laughs> she white that's why he was like you kind of understand it because you mulatto huh and I was like I'm from the United States dang like categorizing yeah, I'm, from the, I'm from the United States and so in the United States I would not be mulatto because that is a very specific situation that is not part of my, my experience um, and also it might be a slur. Uh, yeah, I think so. So no, but with you. <laughs> and so what does it even mean when we talk about it? Like across the diaspora, like you're talking Ooh. to people who could look exactly the same. Like you meet somebody who looks just like you and they start talking. You're like, Oh, we're not from the same place. Number one. And number two, mind blowing. And number three, <laughs> hi. Right. <laughs> And how we have to unlearn some of those things. Has that been hard, like in Milwaukee, mm. thinking about what it means to be, you're a black girl and are there space people are like, but are you a black girl though? Oh gosh, all the time. I go, it's very interesting. So depending on what El Rey I go to, <laughs> I'm either black or I'm Latina. Mm. Like so, one of them in particular, uh, I get followed. If I have my book bag, which is my purse, I get followed because they think I'm going to take stuff. And then in another one, you know, I'm greeted in Spanish when I'm paying. They give me the total in Spanish. So I'm like, okay. So I go to that one more. But I did snap at the other guy for like, I'm like, why are you following me? What am I going to take? Are you going to see? Like, This is my purse. This is my money. You want to see it? It's a lot. (laughs) It's like being in spaces where I got a code switch um, and understanding who and just like, low-key sometimes deciding who I'm going to be in those spaces. Like, mm-hmm, I'm going to be all of my blackness and whatever that means for me. Or I'm going to be, like, super Puerto Rican right now. Um, and that happened when I went to, to Puerto Rico recently, too. I was like, mm-hmm, I'm going to be super a black American or I'm going to be, like, Puerto Rican and I'm going to give you all that I got. And I was treated differently in spaces because of how I chose to to speak, my mannerisms, 
how I paid, <laughs> who I talked to first, all of those little things. Do you ever feel, Courtney, that you have to not be your whole self based because of just skin? Skin tone, being a black girl, either way. But like, do you feel like you can never be your host? Like code switching came up. I don't think that is exclusive, mm-hmm. right? Right. So like, you ever feel like you can't be your whole self or you hold something back in a moment to make things easier for yourself, fit in? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it, like, so... I mean, just at work, like, uh, there's so many things that I would like to say or that even when I'm on the phone. So I'm I'm calling people um, to talk about like housing and, and real estate and stuff like that. And some people it's like one phone call, like one of my next cube person, one person I was on the phone. And I was like, girl, you know, and then she came over after I had done like maybe three calls. And she was like, was that like, who are you talking to? I was like, oh, just this you know, person, you know, I whatever. And I guess she thought like I was talking to my mom or something or, you know, a friend um, because I, you know, was able to talk to that black woman a little differently because she was talking to, you know, I'm not going to get into exactly what I do, but um, she was not very happy. And I was like, you know, I was just trying to empathize with her. And I'm like, girl, I know, you know, but I'm sorry, you know, trying to just let her know that I, I feel her and the situation sucks for her. But I wouldn't have done that on the lap, the other like two calls that I had done because, I wouldn't. It was it wasn't a black person. It wasn't a black woman. And yeah, I have to do it every day. Now that I think about it, because not even just at work, like sometimes there are, you know, like you were saying, if I'm walking around in a store, right, like if I'm on the bus, there's just like so many times where it feels like I'm constantly cold switching. Like, I feel like even sometimes when I'm talking, like even talking on this podcast right now, I can tell that my voice is changing. Like one minute I'm like, oh, I'm feeling much more comfortable with this and I'm speaking how I would speak to like my parents or like my friends from back home. Or I'm speaking like how I would speak with maybe like some friends from grad school. It's just something that I do all the time that it's, I it is conscious for me, but sometimes it's like, I just will realize after I had a conversation like, oh, you co-switch like two, three times with just within that one conversation. So, I mean, I guess that maybe just is me at that point. Um, but yeah, every day. Yeah, code switching is a thing. I have tried to uh, retire from code switching. I do think it still happens sometimes because I see people's faces when I don't code switch. And I I feel, right, that they're like, hmm, did anybody raise you or send you? What school did you go to again? <laughs> no, but did somebody raise you, though? Like, did anybody care for you and teach you verb conjugation at all while you're in front of a group talking? Uh, and usually those those eyes are usually from a black person like, don't do this, girl. Don't do this. Not right here. You can't say fun of. <laughs> yeah. Not in. <laughs> yikes, 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 right? So part of fussing which this is the hardest part, is providing solutions, right? But there's not necessarily a solution I feel like we can provide to colorism today. However, I do think we could provide things that would allow it to, like things change over time. So what do you think would get black women and girls to a place where, because again, it's internal, right? Internal, I mean, what would get us to a place, something that people could do to get us to a place where this is not a podcast 20 years from now about colorism? <laughs> Because it's already been a podcast for too, a conversation for too long. I'm going to say, like, these conversations are going to be important. I've I've done a lot of failing in having these conversations where I was all the way wrong. 
And I was like, no, I wasn't wrong. And then like five months later, I'm like, you should have just shut up. But, you know, how was I supposed to learn? Right. And, and not to the expense of others, because the person that I had a conversation with was very great at giving me feedback. But but really about like if I don't have these conversations, at least for me as a black woman, then how do I then support the next person? Right. So I think for me, it's a lot about like, let's have these conversations. Let's talk about what does it mean to be a black Latina um, and you know, even grapple within myself and with the person that I'm talking about. Like, well, sometimes I think I'm only black, but sometimes I think I'm only Latina. And sometimes I want to be both, but I don't know how to do that. Um, and just hearing, right? Like listening is really important for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, I think for me, what it is too, is just being more comfortable being like myself. So I've been in all these like very white spaces and just being comfortable, like, like you said, not code switching. Like, if you're going to be my friend, this is what I talk like. Like, this is what I'm going to say. You know, it's certain things that I'm just, I, there's certain things that I, I just won't, that I'm going to say around black people only anyway. But there's just, you know, the way that I talk and, and things like that. And I feel like I'm getting better and better with doing that. And people, you know, some people have something to say about it. Um, not even, you know, negative, but just like, hey, I noticed that, you know. And it's like, yep, this is this is it, you know, I'm going to be completely uh, like comfortable in who I am. I feel like my friends and I have been talking a lot about um, turning 30 Ooh. and uh, just not being afraid to, you know, completely turn into like Courtney and not having to code switch all the time. And obviously I feel like in some professional spaces, um, even like I'm interviewing for jobs and stuff right now. So that's something where like, I just have to think about like, am I going to wear my hair like how it is right now? And the little mm -hmm. twist, you know? You know, obviously, you know, it's a little fuzzy right now, but make it look a little more presentable. But from even just like, you know, the the way that I speak and what I say to how I like wear my hair, just like not like being like, this is what I look like. This is what I'm if you're going to hire me. This is what I'm going to talk like. This is what I'm going to, you know, look like and just being comfortable in that. And um, yeah, and, call, and calling stuff out if I, if I do think that something is not right or that, you know, someone's being treated differently. Um whether it's personal or not and that's kind of tricky too though like you're saying so it's going to be important to listen too because we have this revelation here where <laughs> I found out that you know <laughs> so but no yeah so so just being more comfortable being myself and um and listening to what other people have to say and, and find like having these conversations and feeling more comfortable like going into spaces where I can have these conversations with black women um yeah um, I will add those exclusive lunches are needed, right? Like to empower because, right? Like I have my own group that I can do and talk about these things. So I think for, for as much as I wanted to get invited, um, they, they were important for whoever was going there. Cause it's not just like, it was people that looked like you, that you could have these conversations to then feel more comfortable going to other space and be like, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. And be, people being able to say no, right? Like I definitely... I, de I definitely know. I actually can picture the moment where I was like, yeah, y'all be having lunch and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't feel like I put people in a position to, I didn't ask a question, but it definitely was like, now if we don't invite Nakatris, we bogus, like as humans because mm -hmm. of the way she just came to us. So it being like, oh yeah, we do have lunches. Next. Done. <laughs> right? right. And yeah. so like, and being 
being able to, I also could have in that space recognized the lunch. Like I see, oh, we having these dope lunches. Don't want to come. Don't want to infringe. I mean, I will Looks say dope. that towards the end, I was like, let me protect these lunches, mm-hmm. right? Like they're late. We're gonna wait. <laughs> like you know, like I, it came to the point where I was like, let me protect them, yeah. like because I was in that position. I wasn't being invited, but I also knew once I went once, I was like, this wasn't for me. It wasn't about me at all. So then I, I came. I was like, mm, I'm gonna make sure that they're not getting in trouble. <laughs> so I do believe like that black women in their entirety are so glittery, right? And that if black women loved each other first, freely, fiercely, fully, that the world would just be a completely different and better place. People will be flourishing out here. And so I do think it's important that we continue to have the conversations. I, for one, will say that it's easy for me to stand in front of a group and train on it quote unquote unquote. it's easier for me to do a podcast with a couple of people and talk about it but I also have never had this conversation with my mom when my aunt said it's because you like skin I said okay yes ma'am and I went about my business and we've never had the conversation again and she's brought up my skin tone multiple times and probably doesn't know that I feel some type of way because why would I have the conversation with her so making sure that I have the conversation in my closer spaces where I'm so concerned about our personal relationship that I don't want to have anything that would have you pushing me away and taking that risk in that space. We are pretty much out of time because these things are timed. So, but are there any last thoughts as we wrap up? A last word for the people. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, thanks for coming. Before we go, I do want to give you all one last thing. I want to remind you that names mean something. So today you had a chance to hear from Paola, Courtney, that's with a C and no you. And myself, Nakatris, I think it's important that you ask people how to say and spell their names and respect what they want to be called. Roll your R's. I've heard people say, well, I can't roll my R's, so I can't say that name. That's not a thing. Use your syllables. There's a lot of them sometimes in names. Figure it out and remember it. And if you forget for some reason or you forget the person's name, you forget how to say it, ask them again. But don't make them go through a whole tour and break it down phonetically. Like, figure it out. <laughs> Um, you can do it. I believe you and I love you. And I know you can say people's names and remember them. Join me or us again for more than fussing. And another thing, I identify as a black woman when I introduce myself in any professional space. And I see little difference between the words woman and girl, especially in close and familiar relationships. The, my closest relationship is the one that I have with, with myself, which is why I can call me a black girl. Sometimes I forget something at home and I'm like, girl, go upstairs and get that. Or sometimes I make a mistake. I do anything. And I'm like, oh, girl, you are tired. You are losing it. You are struggling. You are whatever. I also have close friends and family that can do the same. I also don't think you should just walk up to black women and say, Hey, girl. Matter of fact, you should not say that unless you are 100% positive that you have permission. Everybody does not feel the same way I do about girl and woman. There's two different words for two distinctive reasons. They mean two different things. And people won't always take it as, oh, I thought we were friends. Or there's really hard to backpedal out of something. You know, people say that sometimes you ask for forgiveness instead of permission. I wouldn't agree with that one on this one, right? It's just because asking for forgiveness is asking like, can you forgive me for deciding for you that you wanted to be called a girl? It's just something that's unnecessary. Privilege is tricky in that way that 
many of us don't understand it from a historical, social, political standpoint. So don't go around saying Nakatra says she's a black girl and y'all look or sound familiar or I thought y'all was together or y'all are friends. And if she says girl, you must say girl. It's not that type of party. And I did not say that. However, life is a party. And as you move, I think you should be your authentic self and repair harm. And of course, throw glitter and not shave. So we're going to make mistakes. We're going to figure them out. But please make sure you're saying things that you're 100% make sense. And if you say it wrong or don't know how to say it, just ask. Join us next time on More Than Fussing. Don't forget to like and share and hit me up if you have ideas or feedback. Peace. Stay fresh. Join me next time for More Than Fussing.